There's this question that I have kind of been obsessed with asking friends of mine uh, over the past few months. It's just been it's been like it mulling around in my head. I just I can't stop thinking about this. And specifically, I've been asking my music friends mainly to see what comes to mind when I ask this and what they envision, what picture is painted in their mind. The question is, do you consider yourself a traveler? Uh, so maybe I ask you that right now. Do you, do you personally consider yourself a traveler? And at least for my friends, the overwhelming majority of them, what happens when I ask that question is a picture comes to their mind, a picture of themselves with a passport and a airline ticket in their pocket traveling somewhere overseas and they often think to themselves okay when's like how often do i travel internationally this is the main thing like international travel is the main thing and then so their answer is weighed upon that really except for uh, my buddy Dan Rodriguez and I, we're, we were uh, driving to a gig earlier this month, uh, and I asked him that. He thought about it, and he had the same reaction. Well, think about that. And then he stopped himself, and he said, well, actually, no, I 100% view myself as a traveler. Like, I have, I have two toothbrushes. I have a toothbrush that lives at home, and then I have a toothbrush that lives in a dop kit that stays in my travel bag because he is constantly going out for uh, either shows with us as the band or by himself. Some of those he's flying to, some of those he's driving to, some of those are nearby, some of those are on the other side of the States. And he was ta just talking about how, actually, I, I guess I do view myself as a traveler here. And in my mind, I was like, okay, bingo, right there. That is exactly what I've been just obsessed with lately, this thought of travel almost having nothing to do with the distance traveled. Today is Monday, October 9th. And I was on the road this weekend playing up in the uh, Iron Range, northern Minnesota. And uh, we drove up Saturday morning, played the gig. My buddies, Andre Rodriguez and Aaron Johnson, it's 1230 at night. And we are all of us in the band checking in to the hotel, standing right in the, in the lobby. A situation I found myself in countless times before. And... Once again, like so many of the other times, uh, we look at each other and ask ourselves the age-old question: uh, Are you guys are you guys going to crash, or do you want to see do you want to see if any place is open for to grab beer and some food? Uh, what room are you in? We're in room two hundred five. Okay, let's meet in your room in five minutes. By the way. Man, if anybody knows a better way to do this, I would love to hear from you. I here, here's a problem. I've like anybody that's traveled with music understands you've got uh, you've got a bunch of you 
and there are a certain amount of hotel rooms, how do you figure out who's crashing with each other? Because you're all friends and you don't want to be like, okay, I'm crashing with this person. I like, you want, you don't want to seem like you're playing favorites with the rest of the band. And so you want to mix up everything. Is there, is there a good way to decide who's bunking with who that night? Like I've, I feel like I've tried everything, like holding hotel keys behind my back. Okay. Left or right arm. Okay. You're with this person and then split up. There's gotta be like, we gotta get to like a unanimous industry standard of choosing how to <laughs> figure out who's rooming with who while on the road uh, in a hotel. And so my buddy Aaron Johnson and I were uh, rooming together and once again found myself being asked the age-old traveler's question, uh, which bed do you want? Do you want the one next to the window or the one next to the door? Side note, if you have the option, I mean, you don't want to throw your friends under the bus, but you always choose the bed that is furthest away from the door. The reason being countless other travelers, who knows uh, where they've been. What's the first thing you throw on top of a bed? You throw a suitcase right on top of your bed, even, even choosing, okay, this bed's mine. You throw something on it. Who knows where other people's shit has been? You pick the one furthest away from the door because that's the least likely to have uh, someone's grungy road rolled suitcase thrown on top of the bedding. I digress. So there's this there's this mental picture that I have uh, when I am on the road with music, and I just can't help but think of uh, you know in Lord of the Rings there is they talk about Rivendell being the last homely. Uh, house in the West. I think about the ancient inn or tavern uh, that has spanned across the centuries of time. The modern hotel is just that, a place to call home for the evening. Uh, a few years back, Sarah and I were in Fusen, Germany. Uh, it was late at night and both, it was like in the middle of the trip and we were both kind of feeling a little bit, not homesick, but we were just, you know, it was cold, it was damp and we just needed that coziness. Right, that, that we needed some we needed some proper German Gemütlichkeit at the moment. I remember seeing this uh, pub restaurant from a block away, and the windows were glowing, and it just looked warm and inviting. And we went in, and it was cozy, and it was exactly what we needed. Uh, just tra- a couple of travelers away from home. So back in the Iron Range, uh, Saturday night, Andre, AJ, and I, we end up finding the only place in town that's open. So we walk in, and it just was—it was just classic. The all the stools were up on the tables, uh, and the bartender, who's in his late fifties, is as guy—he's got a rag and he's wiping down the bar. And we ask him, "When do you when you close?" He's like, "Well, I was actually gonna close uh, right now until you just walked in." And we could tell he was kind of surly. So when my, our minds were like, "Okay, do we do we want to push it? Do we don't want to be rude? Do we just leave and say goodnight?" We're like, "Well, is there any chance you guys still have food, or can we or just order a beer if we're not making a mess?" He's like, "Yeah, just take a seat." He was kind of gruff and surly. And then we told him, oh man, you were just making our night. We're starving. We just played a show. Uh, and this is just the perfect spot. And he instantly warmed up to us. And we ended up sitting there having a conversation with him for a good hour. And he ended up pouring himself a beer. 
And it almost reminds me this moment of the uh, the landlord bartender uh, having sticking around and hanging with the tenants. Uh, makes me think of the last time Sarah and I, we were in the middle of Ireland and we experienced uh, a classic Irish lock-in. We were in a, a pub drinking Guinness and we made friends with the bar owner and everybody had left. It was freezing outside and there was a fire in, over the side burning peat. It was warm and cozy. And all of a sudden, in the middle of our conversation, the bartender uh, owner stands up and walks over to the door, shuts all the shades, and locks the door. Uh, and we're like, okay, we, we, can, we can pay our tab if you want. And they're like, no, 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 you guys stay. We're, this, this is great. You guys can stay as long as you want. Uh, we're, ju- we're just closing for the night. No one else is welcome in. Later, we find out from another friend of ours that, what? That's a classic Irish lock-in. You got to experience one of the most, like, one of the most, uh, coveted experiences of an Irish pub ever. And so now here in the Iron Range, just two and a half hours away from home, I find myself, I'm in Minnesota still, not that far from home, experiencing another classic traveler's moment, a lock-in at just a pub dive bar that I have just did, wouldn't have given a shit about any other time in life, but now I feel connected with as a, as a traveler experiencing a classic traveler's moment, even though I'm not far from home. So we end up there, close our tab out, go back to the hotel, crash, and end up driving uh, home uh, yesterday. Get home around noon, Sarah and I hang out, and then the both of us head over to Black Forest Inn, one of the last proper German bars in the Twin Cities. And they were doing their final end of Oktoberfest, Kill the Keg Night. So starting at 4 p.m. until they close at 9 p.m. Every hour, they take off a certain amount of money on um, of how much beer costs. And then uh, if you kill, if a keg blows, that if, when you've ordered beer and they're pouring your beer, you get a prize. So it's this whole thing. We're hanging out there and there's an accordion player. And he's taking requests <laughs> because we're in, because we're in America, uh, in Minnesota, of course, the classic. He knows what the majority of people are wanting when it comes to when they think of German music is the American-written Rodgers and Hammerstein musical sound of music. So, nothing like uh, German music written by Americans listened to in a German bar. And I find myself once again like a mile and a half, maybe, okay, maybe like two and a half miles from home, having another classic traveler's night, the warm, cozy bar on a chilly evening. And I find myself again thinking I'm not even away from home and I'm traveling. And so I'm I'm thinking about this right now. Um, I'm sitting in my studio. I've got a couple rolls of film hanging here, drying from the weekend and as I'm looking at these, I'm looking at these right now. Maybe you, maybe you could hear that. Here's some, here's some film. Here, hear that? They're dangling. Um, as I'm sitting here, looking at these strips of film, you know, I'm, I'm, I think about how when I've traveled overseas, man, how like precious these are. Like these are these are my moments from our big trip, and I'm about to develop. I gotta be really careful. I don't want to ruin them. These are these won't exist if I, if I do make a mistake in development. 
And uh, right now, in this moment, I feel myself feeling the exact same way about these. I haven't even left my freaking state. But this weekend, I feel like a traveler. And I realize the truth in a quote I once heard someone say, sometimes you can get a stamp in your passport just by crossing the street. Rob Morgan is an internationally touring bassist on a journey to discover what it means to live a curious life. At thecuriouspod.com, you'll find an archive of conversations reported all over the world, a map of recording locations, a weekly newsletter, and official podcast merchandise. Rob is recording a daily podcast where he's sharing insights into the creative journey and the secrets to living a curious life that he's discovered from over a decade of traveling the world with music. We here at Curious Endeavors have told him this is probably a mistake and he's an idiot to attempt it, but he won't budge, so that's where we're currently at. We hope you'll enjoy. Enjoy.